Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. It's just incredible to be able to do this show and and do it over Transformation Talk Radio and then syndicate it on all of our networks. So I want to thank all of you out there for tuning us in and turning us on. You know, here's what I'm struck by before I introduce my very special guest and friend and colleague. I'm always fascinated by the way things show up in life. I'm fascinated by the books that come across my desk, and I'm fascinated by the timing of which they come across my desk. That is, for me, the, the situation today. I was so very blessed to get um, uh, on my desk, get a copy of uh, Greg Braden's latest book, Deep Truth. Now, let me tell you about Greg for those of you that don't know who he is. Let me just explain a bit about him before I go into his formal bio. Greg was one of the first folks and actually one of the first best-selling authors that ever said yes to coming on the Dr. Pat show way back when it was even not the Dr. Pat show. And I've gotten to take this incredible journey with Greg and his work, his books, his seminars that I've attended have transform my life and what I want to say about this is that when we come in the context of someone that has such a visionary message someone that's not about uh, talking about what almost everybody wants him to talk about but then steps up and talks about what he knows he must talk about that's what has made him not just a pioneer in bridging science and spirituality, but a best-selling author, an author that every one of us waits. We wait for his next book. It's not a matter of, you know, what is it we can expect from Greg? What we wait for is the questions that he will draw us to explore. That's what I want to say about today's show and about this, his latest book. But before I do, he is a New York Times bestselling author. You know, he is someone that has been a spokesperson for that bridge that has all the shining lights on it to say that science and spirituality, the walk is a lot easier than we thought incredible successful career you know he has been someone that has been on radio television the history channel discovery channel the sci-fi channel you know his discoveries had led him to paradigm shattering books i don't even want to say paradigm shattering because what he has done is he has asked us to look at new paradigms whether it was the isaiah effect the god code the divine matrix fractal time it doesn't matter this is what Greg is asking us to do. And for many of us, we so patiently go on this journey with him 
to explore questions of our own lives, of our soul's journey that we would not be able to do ourselves. The wisdom uh, of what he brings forth has been phenomenal. All of us that are in this journey of transformation has so gotten there through so much of the work that he has done. And he has not disappointed us this time. It is so on everybody's mind right now, deep truth. This is what he and I are going to talk about today. I hope all of you are ready. I hope you've got your seatbelts fastened because here we go. Greg, welcome welcome to the Dr. Pacho and Transformation Talk Radio. Wow, Dr. Pat, I am so thrilled to be on your program at any time, especially today. I am so honored by the introduction that I just heard. I wish I could take you with me everywhere I go in the world and ask you to say that to my before I walk out onto the stage and it it opens the doors to so many possibilities. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And and it sounds like you and I should probably celebrate some kind of an anniversary for doing this work together for so long, so many years. Well, you know, Greg, you said yes to me when so many people said no. Um, And you know what it's like to be out there and have this radio show. First of all, to have a radio show that is all about positive talk, body, mind, spirit. and, And honestly, not very many other people are even doing it. And, you know, you said a yes without even, without question. And, you know, so did Hay House and and the folks there as well. Uh, So it is through the yeses and the collaborations that we have, as you talk about in the book, that so much of this bridge, so much of what we are creating is a vital part of our journey. Um, I want to ask you this question about deep truth, and I want to read the title. All of you out there, please listen to the title. Title by Greg is Deep Truth, Igniting the Memory of Our Origin, History, Destiny, and Fate. And I couldn't help to think about my own life, and I want to ask you this question. It almost is as if when I was reading this and looking at this, I was asking myself, am I reading, you know, a biopic on Greg Graydon? Are we looking at, you know, sort of this idea of questioning of your own life? And that's actually where I want to go initially. You know, how much of this was a result of you reflecting on your own journey? Well, uh, all of it. And <laughs> someone just asked me uh, recently how long it took to write this, this particular book. And my answer is to, to physically write the book uh, really doesn't take that long. It, it generally takes about 90 days maybe to put the words together, uh, 90 dedicated days. But it is the result of, of a lifetime journey of, uh, of looking beyond the obvious and of certainly looking beyond what's accepted in the Western uh, conventional and traditional ways of, of leading us to think in what we believe about ourselves, our relationship to ourselves, our relationship to one another, our relationship to this earth, our relationship to, to our past. And while these things are important at any time, any time in our lives, Dr. Pat, they are especially critical right now for one, one very powerful reason. And that reason is that the best minds of our time are telling us it's not our imagination that you and I, our listeners, the people of this generation, that we are living the greatest number of crises ever to face humankind. A single generation in, in such a, a small window of time, we're living the greatest number of crises, and each crisis in and of itself 
if left unchecked, has the potential to forever end life as we know it, and in some cases, uh, the world as we know it. And those experts are telling us that we have a very narrow window of time. Within the next three to five years, for some of the crises, some of them as little as 18 to 24 months, we've got to figure this stuff out. And this is where this material, I believe, is, is so powerful right now, and why I'm so passionate about it, is because the crises are the result of a way of thinking. And that way of thinking is based upon false assumptions of science, some of them 150 years old. New discoveries now are overturning many of the pillars uh, that have been accepted as standard truths in science. That's the good news. The flip side, Dr. Patton, this is, I think, where we're going to go to, yeah. uh, uh, today. The flip side is that the new discoveries, there is a reluctance and in some cases an outright resistance for these new discoveries to be carried in mainstream media, mm -hmm. mainstream documentaries, mainstream classrooms, mainstream textbooks, mainstream teachings. So we're being asked, and we're asking the young people who are coming up through our educational system now to think about themselves and their relationship to the world. We're asking ourselves to solve the problems of the world with the same thinking that led us into the crises that threaten our very survival. And this is this is what the book Deep Truth is all about. Well, I love that you talk about this because this is really the place that I do want to go and really, you know, take a let's just take a sneak peek at why this might be happening. Why might why might people out there, especially the people in power, not want this message to get out there? I mean, there are a lot of different reasons, right? But certainly there are people that are in the, you know, stronghold of power that would just as soon squash this message just like they would an ant on the street. Well, I think it's probably true, Dr. Pat, and, and I want to emphasize as we go into this conversation, uh, it's not the fault of the teachers, uh, because the teachers are bound by a covenant to, to teach within the guidelines and the parameters that are approved in, in the places where they do the teaching. So it's, it's not about the teachers themselves, it's no. about a, a system and a way of thinking. Uh, why would these deep truths, why would there be so much resistance? Uh, some of it is ego. Some of it is power. Some of it's habit. You know, there's a scientific story that has developed over uh, the last 150 or so years. That story, Dr. Pat, has been printed in every textbook. It's been taught in every classroom. Uh, entire lifetimes and careers have been dedicated to perpetuating a story of us, who we are, relationship to our bodies, to our world, to our past, uh, and the way things work in our world, and to change that for many people, uh, feels threatening on, on the one hand. On the other hand, for me, I prefer to, to look at our lives and our past as, as a vast learning curve and think of it less about mistakes of the past and more about teaching what we knew to be true at one point in our lives. And now that new discoveries are telling us that what we thought was true at one time is no longer true, simply honoring those new discoveries and, and moving forward. So it's, it's all about the way we choose to think of these things. But you're, you're right, Dr. Pat, there are many reasons for the reluctance um, 
and, uh, and I think we'll be able to explore some of those in our program tonight. Well, yeah, well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about these because this is important. It really, you know, through, through Greg's work, we really get to question ourselves. And, you know, recently I've had to do that as well. You know, what do we stand for? Do we stand for anything? What are we willing to say? What are we willing to do about what we believe? Um, when we come back from break, we'll talk about the deep truth of false assumptions, what some of those are, what some of the discoveries might be for you to go within, look at your own life, you know, the micro of what's going out in the world, and talk about what we are truly in search of and and please, hopefully by the end of this show, you won't be giving up on the journey. You'll be excited about it. You'll be fired up about it. And you'll be ready to go. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho, my very special guest, Greg Braden. inspired create the life you desire with internationally known radio host and motivational speaker sue london sue inspires millions of people to overcome difficult or traumatic situations in their lives people feel hope courage and are ready to move forward after hearing sue speak book motivational speaker sue london for your next event at asksuelondon.com that's asksuelondon.com naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. There has been a great awareness brought forth about the power of the mind and thoughts. But what's been left out is the spiritual aspect of manifesting. Awaken to your spiritual power with Oriella will bring you to the awareness and understanding of your spiritual aspect and how to integrate it into your manifesting and everyday life. Oriella will assist you in fully awakening to your spiritual self, your oneness, and show you how to integrate together your spiritual and physical life. For when the spiritual joins with the physical, mental, and emotional, the magic of creating happens and you become a more powerful you. Are you ready to live a more inspired and empowered life and be your more powerful you? Oriella will answer your questions, fire up your soul, and catapult you to your greater awareness. Tune in to Awaken to Your Spiritual Power with Oriella on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit AwakenToYourSpiritualPower.com to awaken to your spiritual power. Action Way and Emerald Sea combined give your body the complete nutritional foundation nature intended. Hi, this is Paul Bland. Since I have been drinking Action Way and Emerald Sea on a daily basis, I've started building the nutritional foundation that nature intended. I am 57 and my blood pressure is 120 over 78. I've lost 20 pounds. I have more energy and I feel great. For more information on building a foundation of nutrition naturally, visit C, that's S-E-A, and earth.com. TransformationTalkRadio.com
TransformationTalkRadio.com, transforming the world one listener at a time. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Um, I have been so waiting to have a conversation with Greg Braden about his latest book, Deep Truth, Igniting the Memory of Our Origin, History, Destiny, and Fate. Greg, I can't thank you enough for joining me here today. Wow. You're so very welcome, and I am thrilled. I'm passionate, and I'm thrilled to be able to share this with our, our audience. Um, you know, I, I, my sense is that the first 15 minutes went by so quickly. I know this program is going to go by quickly. So, Dr. Pat, I'd, I'd like to take a moment just now and let our listeners know how very fortunate they are to have this kind of media and your kind of programming available to them so easily wherever they're listening right now. Because in the, in the last couple of years, I've been all over the world. And Without the Internet, much of this kind of programming simply doesn't exist. So the Internet has made it possible in, in other places. Uh, and it's in those places where the conversations, like we're having now, uh, it's very difficult to have those conversations without this kind of media, without the Internet carrying it. So thank you for the work that you're doing and your dedication and your vision and your determination to carry this through. Well, thank you so much, my friend. We have done this together. Greg, Deep Truth, very powerful title for a book. It isn't truth, blah, 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 blah. It is Deep Truth. Tell us about the meaning of this and tell us about its relevance. Sure. You know, that's one of the first questions uh, people ask often uh, when I'm doing live events. To many people, they feel that the, the title is actually a little presumptuous. They say, where would a title like that come from? And, uh, and I'd love to share the story. It actually comes from a, a statement that was made in the mid-20th century by one of the, the premier physicists of our time. It was uh, Niels Bohr in a conversation that he was having with Albert Einstein, just, just a casual conversation between the two of them. And I, I wonder often if even Niels Bohr knew how profound the statement he was about to make would become and how lasting, with the lasting impression it would make uh, upon all of us. So I'd like to share his single sentence. What Niels Bohr said is this. He was talking to Albert Einstein about the nature of truth, and in this case, deep uh, or scientific truths. What he said is that it is, and this is a quote, it is the hallmark of any deep truth that its negation is also a deep truth. And I thought about that, and it, it was so appropriate for precisely where we find ourselves in our lives right now. What Niels Bohr was saying is that when new discoveries overturn the things that we've held to be true in the past, that those new discoveries themselves then become the new deep truths. Our world, our civilization, the way we live our lives is based either consciously or subconsciously upon things that we believe and hold deeply true about ourselves, our relationship, to the world, to one another, to our past, and how we function in this world, Dr. Pat. And many of those things that we hold so dear, new discoveries, 
are now telling us that they are no longer true. That's the good news. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned before the break, the flip side of this is this tremendous reluctance to share those new discoveries. Now, while this would be important, any time in our lives, the context is here we are in the last years of the 20th, early years of the 21st century. We're living the last years of a rare and mysterious cycle of time the indigenous people have known for thousands of years, uh, a 5,125-year cycle where the position of Earth in space changes the way we live on this Earth. It changes our weather patterns. It changes the way we grow food. It changes the way we share resources and the way we think about one another. And it's within that context that we're being asked to solve the, the problems and the greatest crises ever to face a single generation in 5,000 years, and we're being asked to solve the problems through the false assumptions and the same thinking that led to the problems. This, this is where this material for Deep Truth, I think, becomes so pivotal in all of our lives right now. You know, this is really the conversation that we hear from so many people. You know, let's let's just take one situation, if we could, and put it in the context of the book Deep Truth. You know, let's take a look at Occupy Wall Street. I was really struck by, uh, as many people were, but I was actually kind of excited about it. Uh, on the on the cover of Time magazine, the person of the year is the protester. I saw that. I saw that. Did you that. see that? Yeah. Did, were you smiling about that? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and there, there are many perspectives from the right. Occupy the Occupy movement. But uh, and and I sense uh, I was on the East Coast the week that it started. Actually, I was actually in New York City the week that it started. And uh, my sense is 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 born surely from the the frustration uh, of uh, of the people who see so many things happening. It's not just about money. Uh, it, it's about the way that we have been led to think of our lives and our relationship to the world. So what I'd like to do, Dr. Pat, if it's okay yeah. with you, in, yeah. in the book, I've identified five false assumptions of yes. science. Yes. I could identify them quickly and then yes, let's please. zero in on a couple that may actually tie into the Occupy Wall Street. Let's identify a couple of those assumptions, the new discoveries that tell us that they're false, and then uh, and then we can take it from there. You okay for well, that? Well, absolutely. And the thing about the time cover, it wasn't just about Occupy Wall Street. It was about all of the protesters all over the world, which, you know, who knew that we would be having this conversation about the protester? And isn't it interesting, the title? But let's go right in and let's identify these false uh, assumptions. Sure. Well, the, the best minds of our time have, in fact, uh, identified a number of crises that we face today, and they're telling us that we've got to change the way we think faster than any generation has ever changed the way they think to solve the problems. So in the book, Deep Truth, what I'm doing is I'm identifying of the many false assumptions, I've chosen five that I think have the greatest impact upon the crises we're, we're facing right now. So I'd like to just go through these quickly. Let me identify them, and then we can talk about uh, some of the ones that are, are, are having the greatest impact upon us today. When I was in school, Dr. Pat, when you were in school, if our listeners uh, are in school now, if they have young people in school, we are being taught, number one, that evolution explains life itself and human life. Number two, we're being taught that civilization as we know it, is only about 5,000, maybe 5,500 years old. Number three, we're being taught that consciousness 
is somehow separate from our physical world. Number four, we're being taught that the space between physical things is empty. And number five, we're being taught that nature is based upon what is called survival of the strongest. It's been interpreted as survival of the fittest, but the the original words were survival of of the strongest. So if any of our listeners are taking notes, you can write down uh, these assumptions that I just shared at the top of your list, write the word false, and you can draw a circle and a line right through it, because every one of these scientifically, in peer-reviewed scientific texts, is now accepted as being a false assumption. And uh, that's the good news. And the flip side is the reluctance to share these discoveries in mainstream, mainstream media, classrooms, textbooks. So they are very different from one another. But they're all important because the way we go about solving our problems, the way that we go about making changes in our lives, all happens through a lens of the way that we think about ourselves and one another. Every crisis that will ever cross our paths, the way we solve it, every challenge that ever crosses our paths, every decision we ever make, every choice that we will ever make, is made through the lens of the way we think of ourselves in the world. These assumptions that were based on the science of the late 1800s, early 1900s, these assumptions that are now proven false have led us in a path that help us to feel separate from our bodies when it comes to healing. They've led us to believe that we are separate and independent from the world around us that struggle, that nature is based upon struggle, and that survival of the strongest is the law of nature. And if our listeners are wondering what difference any of these things could possibly make in our lives today, Dr. Pat, we need look no further than the crises that surround us, the the systems that are collapsing around us right now to see where the consequences of these false assumptions will lead. And the one that has gotten everyone's attention very recently is the collapse of the global economic system. Yes. But it, it is only one example. The, the, the way that corporate structures are set up, the way that businesses are set up, the way that the economic model of our world is set up, it is based upon a false assumption, a Darwinian assumption of survival of the strongest. And we now know that this is an unsustainable way of living our lives. All of these assumptions lead us on a path that is unsustainable. And this is, I think, where it gets so interesting, it's easy to see our world uh, as falling apart at the seams for no apparent reason until we step back and look at the big picture and the context. And what we begin to see is the only things that are breaking down are the systems based on a way of thinking that is no longer sustainable. There are a lot of very good things happening in the world and a lot of new ways of life that are emerging. But this is, this is the key to looking and trying to make sense of where we are in our lives right now. So these are five false assumptions. I, I, what I'd like to do is zero in on, if we could, on number five. Uh, it is a Darwinian assumption that nature is, is based on 
survival of the fittest. Talk a little bit about where that comes from and, and what the new discoveries are showing. Yes, let's take a short break. And when we come back, let's do that. And we're going to skip the next break. We're going to go right through because there's a lot uh, for us to talk about. Greg Braden, my very special guest. One of the questions he does ask in the book, which I made special note of, is this one. This is a little bit something to think about. Could it be that when it comes to the way we think of ourselves in the world, we have not only been on the wrong track, but we were stuck on that wrong track, which is leading us in the wrong direction. Mind-boggling question, everyone. You could look at that at the macro, and boy, I'll tell you, when you start to look at that individually at the micro, you will be surprised what comes out from under a rock. Let's take a short break. Greg Braden in the house, everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. We will be right back. Ocean's Flavor Natural Sea Salts are specialty products with less sodium, up to 68% than standard table salt, free of any chemicals or artificial flavors. Ocean's Flavor Natural Sea Salts maintain 84 necessary minerals for a balanced diet and healthy body. All Ocean's Flavor Natural Sea Salts may be purchased at oceansflavor.com. And now Ocean's Flavor Natural Less Sodium Sea Salts has introduced heart-healthy gourmet seasonings at 68% less sodium than table salt. Available in Mexican, Italian, garlic, seasoned, Asian, barbecue, Cajun, and chipotle flavors. The sodium is the lowest of any seasonings on the market today. Purchase heart-healthy gourmet seasonings on the web at oceansflavor.com and in many national grocery chains. Oceansflavor.com, the only salt company that produces 100% natural, low-sodium sea salt. Saskia Rowell came to America with five children and one suitcase to follow her dream. She is a soul empowerment coach and best-selling author. Do you want to find your soulmate, the job of your life, or simply thrive? Let Saskia teach you how to turn adversities into adventures and how to live your ideal life. Go to YourSoulGuidance.com and enter to win a free session with Saskia. That website again is YourSoulGuidance.com. Get inspired. Create the life you desire with internationally known radio host and motivational speaker, Sue London. Sue inspires millions of people to overcome difficult or traumatic situations in their lives. People feel hope, courage, and are ready to move forward after hearing Sue speak. Book motivational speaker Sue London for your next event at AskSueLondon.com. That's AskSueLondon.com. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. 
Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. to take Chris and put him in my iPod and say, wow, what great music. I love it. Greg Braden joining me here today. Greg, before we go in and explore some of these assumptions, uh, I would love people to know how to get a copy of your book and also how to find out more about you, your schedule, how they can get to be in front of you. Well, those are three different questions, but I think they're all answered uh, on our (laughs) website. Uh, My publisher, Hay House, uh, has developed a beautiful website um, to help support me in this work. It's uh, www.gregbraden.com, G-R-E-G-G-B-R-A-D-E-N.com. There's a schedule of events, uh, all kinds of information on that website. So uh, I appreciate you asking, Dr. Pat. Absolutely, anytime. And for those of you that want to find out more about Greg and you're wondering, wow, did I catch that right? All you need to do is go to the drpatshow.com or drpatlive.com and you're going to see Greg's uh, picture right up there under Highlights Featured Show along with my recommendation uh, about his book. Let's get into the conversation about some of these assumptions and, and the relevance to where we are today. Absolutely. Well, this is one of those places, Dr. Pat, where each assumption could be a whole program unto yes. itself. Yeah. And what I think I'd like to do is let's zero in on the last assumption, but I think it's probably the one uh, that is having the greatest impact upon us personally mm-hmm. as well as collectively today. And it is a Darwinian assumption, uh, assumption that says that nature is based upon a model of, of what Darwin called survival of the strongest. So are you okay if we start there? And then, I would and love if to. We can, that may lead us into a couple of others that we can actually talk about before Absolutely. Uh, the program today. Well, first, before I even get into the assumption, I'd just like to say a couple of words about Charles Darwin and, uh, and let our listeners know I, I was trained as a scientist. I respect the scientific method. Uh, I think science is good. Science does not have all the answers. And there are glaring inconsistencies and huge gaps in our scientific understanding. Uh, of of our world today. In the mid-1800s, that was the case as well. And many of the big questions of life, like who are we, where do we come from, how do we work in this world, they weren't even answered by science. They were answered largely by religious institutions and, and the church at that time. And it was in 1859 that Charles Darwin took the first scientific stab at answering some of these big questions of life. He released a book um, I know many of our listeners are probably familiar with the the common title. The title is called On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection. That's the title that will show up if you Google this or, or look for it on Amazon. Uh, inside the book, however, is the rest of the title, and I think it's important because it gives us a, an insight into Darwin's perspectives and the way he was thinking. So I, I'd like to share that title as well. So the the title on the outside of the book, The Origin of Species, by Means of Natural Selection, the title on the inside is, Or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. Darwin saw life as a struggle and made his 
observations in very specific places of the world. And in my opinion, Dr. Pat, I think Darwin was probably a good scientist. Uh, I think he probably did good work. In my opinion, where he made a mistake is this. He took some observations that he made for some forms of life in some parts of the world, and he tried to generalize those to apply to all life everywhere, including humans. And the problem with that is that the data does not support the assumption. Ah. The data simply doesn't support the assumption. So I'd like to just share in, in his own words with our listeners, if they've never heard some of Darwin's words, it, he has a very flowery language, uh, and he begins many of his, uh, his ideas by telling us that even he doesn't think that they're logical. <laughs> That's the way he begins. So what Darwin did, for example, is he went into, into nature, and he saw examples of the way animals or insects behaved, and he saw those, those small examples as isolated expressions of what he thought was a, a greater rule that applies to all life everywhere. So, for example, this is a quote from, from Charles Darwin. He said, it may not be a logical deduction. So he's telling us this may not be logical. He says, but to my imagination, it is more satisfactory to look at insects uh, or animals, such as young birds ejecting foster brothers from the nest, or ants making slaves of other ants. In other words, he's looking at if there's a nest and there are two birds, one of them, a third comes that's different, the two will kick it out and leave it to die. Or right. ants that are stronger and bigger than others will make slaves of, of other ants. He says it's more satisfactory to look at those as small consequences of one general law leading to the advancement of all beings. The law is this, multiply, vary, let the strongest live and the weakest die. Let the strongest live and the weakest die. That idea introduced in 1859, because it was a scientific idea, it was embraced very quickly and very broadly and became entrenched very deeply into the thinking of the modern civilized world. And people say to me, you know, that was 1859. What, what difference could that possibly make in our lives today? Well, if, if we think about our world, civilization itself largely is what it is because of the advancements that were made since 1859. But if we look, if we look at the crises that face us today, the way we think of our relationship to the earth, to the way we grow our food, the way we think of climate change as a struggle, uh, a war that we must win rather than a natural cycle that we must adapt to, we begin to see where this false thinking, these false assumptions lead. And if we look at the 20th century, what we find is that some of the most distorted and twisted acts of creating suffering of human against human were perpetrated by leaders of nations who referenced Darwin's ideas. They, because they were based in science, they used Darwin's scientific ideas as justification for the horrors of the genocides and the atrocities that mm. were, were committed much of the 20th century. Now, I know Darwin never intended that, and I'm not saying that he did, but these, these are examples of where false assumptions can lead and why they are so dangerous because many of those assumptions we know now they're still being made today 
So the good news, and, and there is good news regarding this, is that in the late 1990s, early 2000s, over 400 scientific studies were done that asked a single question. And the question was simply this, what is the optimum amount of competition in any situation? And, and this is with reference, Dr. Pat, to to violent competition. This isn't like a, a friendly game of, of checkers or, That's or right. a, you know game of soccer. So now this is the scientific community and they're making a very unusually broad sweeping statement. They're saying in any environment, in the classroom, in the workplace, in the family, in the community, what is the optimum amount of competition? In uh, uh, the book that was titled No Contest, uh, written by a gentleman named Alfie Kahn, he documents the results of these studies. 400 plus studies came back and they all had exactly the same answer. And this is a quote, the ideal amount of competition in any environment, in the classroom, in the workplace, in the family, the playing field, is none. Competition always, always, always is destructive. And then the, the journal New Scientist, a uh, very prestigious journal, April 2008, uh, took this one step further. And this, this is another uh, a very telling quote. What the New Scientist journal says is what we see in the wild is not every animal for themselves. Cooperation is an incredibly successful survival strategy. When cooperation breaks down, the results can be disastrous. Uh. So, so they're not saying that competition doesn't happen. It does under some circumstances, but it's not the rule that nature lives by. It's, it's not the law of nature. Now, what does that mean for us? We have been led to believe that survival of the strongest is the way of the world. We have an entire generation of young people now that are, are being taught that, that war is glamorous and that winning is more important than the excellence of, of what it takes to get the right answer or, or to, to make the accomplishment or the achievement. And we are trying to solve the crises of our time that are the result of these false assumptions through the same thinking that led to those ideas. And, and I think this is where we find ourselves up against these limits, Dr. Pat. Well, you know, Greg, one of the things that uh, I, I want to, you know, you know, follow up on uh, in terms of this conversation is, you know, does, uh, does this information, A, shock people when we hear that competition doesn't ever, d d doesn't work, no matter how you look at it, and then B, uh, how does competition relate to the level of disgruntledness that, and I, that's my word, that people mm -hmm. feel, hence, hence leading to, yes, the person of the year, the protester? Well, you know, the competition, again, that we're, we're talking about here is, is violent competition where the, the goal is to win at any cost. That's right. We, I, I think we all know that, uh, that the corporate system is based, uh, the way it's implemented is based upon this. So I'm not saying that I think that corporations are bad or that capitalism is bad. It's how they are implemented. How they are implemented. We're led to believe that war uh, is good for the economy. And I think our listeners probably sense there's a, a push for a big war going on in the Middle East right now. Many people believe that is going to pull the world out of the economic woes. What the studies are showing very clearly is that peace is a viable industry and that peace uh, is, is, holds the potential 
to to transcend, not just to bring us out of the economic problems, but to transcend many of the crises that these these problems have led to, if we can allow these ideas to, to take their course. But where all this this ties into that that was false assumption number five, the Darwinian idea of uh, survival of the strongest. I'm now going to link this to false assumption number two about civilization itself, because yes. they are closely related. When I was in school, when you were in school, if people are in school right now, we're being led to believe that civilization is a one-time deal. It's linear. It began about 5,000, maybe 5,500 years ago in ancient Sumeria. Uh, it has, has evolved to the pinnacle of technology and sophistication that we see today. And it's a one-time deal. The problem, once again, is that the data does not support that idea. Peer-reviewed archaeological discoveries are now pushing the date of advanced civilizations back at the end of the last ice age, Dr. Pat. This is, this is over twice as old right. as what we've been led to mm. believe that civilization is. Mm. So here's where this gets really, really interesting. The indigenous ancestors and now our own scientists, based on astronomical data, tell us that we are, in fact, living uh, a, a, in a world of cycles within cycles. One of those cycles we mentioned earlier in this program, it's, it's approximately a 5,000-year cycle uh, based upon Earth's position in space. Uh, it changes the way we live in our world. 10,000 years ago, Earth went through the same cycle that we're living today. And this is where I think it's important to honor the discoveries about our past because our ancestors lived through many of the changes that we're living today we can learn from them what worked then will probably work now we can do a lot of those things what didn't work then is probably not going to work now here is and this is the icing for me the icing on the cake for this bringing these two false assumptions together is that one of the mysteries that the archaeologists have found is that in the civilizations older than 5,000 years, there's no evidence of large-scale war to solve their problems. No evidence of weapons have been found. No evidence of walls uh, or moats to protect the homes in the cities. No evidence of, of uh, large mass graves as a result of warfare, mutilated bodies. What they're finding, and they're revising, they are starting to revise some of the textbooks. It appears that war uh, is a habit that developed at the beginning of this current 5,000-year cycle that we're living now, which interestingly began in the biblical era, about 3,300, 30, 3,400 B.C., that war, there is no evidence of large-scale war prior to the 5,000-year cycle that we're living right now. And it suggests strongly that war is not human nature, as we've been led to believe, rather that it is a habit, and if that's the case, it's a habit that can be broken. Now, these will be important at any time, but again, we're going to look at the context. Here we are facing these great crises with a great war looming on the horizon, shortages of vital resources, and more people competing for those resources than ever before. How we solve these problems in the next 12 to 18 months is going to be the foundation for everything that comes after that, literally setting the stage for the destiny or the fate of the world as we know it today. If we attempt to solve the problems with the same thinkings based in false assumptions that led to those, those problems, we know where that's going to lead us. 
So now what we're asking ourselves to do is to think very, very differently, but we're giving ourselves a good reason to think differently. It's based on good science, good peer-reviewed science that's telling us what we have been led to think about ourselves in the past uh, is not completely accurate. And I think this is important for, for all of us to, to really embrace these truths. You know, Greg, we're starting to see, um, what should I say? We're starting to see pockets of this. And let me just give you an example. Let's talk, let, let's talk about it. Certainly in the work that you're doing, certainly in the work that Bruce Lipton has done, so many people that are really getting all of us educated. But there's a highly unlikely character that has emerged here recently and honestly nobody's really talking uh, about him probably except me and a couple of people and that's the guy that founded starbucks you know why am i going to talk about the guy that started starbucks because he came out and did two things interestingly this year um one he wrote a book and the, the other thing he did he created microeconomics the same model you know for the microeconomics abroad that are creating jobs he created that model here uh, through Starbucks. The second thing he did is he said, you know what, I'm not going to be funding any political campaign now because the principles that these campaigns were built on don't work. So this may not seem like much to people, but it certainly did get my attention. What do you make of something like that? Now, this is a guy that is pretty much in, you know, He's, he's pretty much in power. But those two statements that he made, and one of the ideas is actually brilliant. Is that what we're talking about? Are we talking about people that are, are seeing, look, this way doesn't work anymore? Well, Dr. Pat, I think everyone, uh, unless they are living a very isolated existence, <laughs> completely unplugged from the world, recognizes <laughs> that something is up. Something mm -hmm. is happening now that it cannot be explained through conventional explanations. Uh, I did a program in the D.C. area recently, mm -hmm. and I actually had uh, someone from government come to me during a break and say there was a time that even the people in charge believed they knew precisely what was happening and where things were going, and that something, and, and the, the language this gentleman used was the word awry. He said something has gone awry, and we don't know where this is going and so he was there to to see what my take was what where what i felt was happening and and where things were going eo wilson uh, the very famed harvard biologist I, I think his words say it so very very well and tells us that even the scientific establishment knows something is up and this is this is a direct quote from eo wilson he says we are now entering what he calls the bottleneck in time when our resources so that's our physical resources, our emotional resources, our psychological resources, and our ability to solve our problems will be pushed to the limits. Now, E.O. Wilson said that in 2005, before many of the crises that we're seeing now, but he knew they were coming, and scientists who were honestly looking at the data and the cycles knew that these things were coming because it, the, the patterns were very clear. So we are now up against a, a place where the conventional wisdom is no longer solving the problems. That's the bottleneck where we've reached the limits. Our ability to solve the problems has been pushed the limits. So what I'm hearing from the, the owner of Starbucks, what he's saying is that the way that 
that our political system is set up is part of, of the limit that's being reached. It makes no sense to perpetuate a way of thinking uh, that now has led us into the crises that we face right now. When I think about these things, Dr. Patton, and I was just with an audience uh, this last weekend, and there's a tendency for all of us to want to blame uh, the past and blame individuals in the past. And, and while I know a lot of people will do that, and yeah. there's probably good reasons for that, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate what I think is really useful is if we all can recognize that we are on a huge learning curve. Uh, and no one told us that we were living the end of a 5,000-year cycle, you know, when we were in grade school. Nobody said we were going to live a time when the climate would change and we would live the greatest shift in power, in wealth, in thinking, in resources, in recorded human history. Nobody told me that when I was in school. No, me either. So, so all we can do, if we can embrace the fact that the choices we made in the past worked well enough to bring us to where we are today. We're here. So these things have worked to some degree, or we wouldn't be here. And now recognize that the, the conditions have changed and that we must adapt to these new conditions. What I'm finding is that kind of thinking frees many people from the blame and the retribution. Uh, it frees them into embracing new ideas that must be implemented, new ways of living, and, and cooperation is a huge part of this. My sense is that the crises of our world will become so great that they will force us as individuals and even as nations to work together now because we need to to survive. But if the cycles hold true today the way they have in the past, and we can see these cycles in the, in the ice core records of Antarctica, we can see the climate change doesn't last as long as we've been led to believe. It's intense. It doesn't last so long. If we, if we can recognize that the cycles are intense, we'll be forced to work together now to survive them. But when the need is no longer there to work together, I think we'll find that we're better people and we have a better world because we do and we will continue to work together. And that is the emergence of the new world that so many of our indigenous ancestors and our most cherished traditions have talked about. None of them said it's the end of the world. They said it's the end of a way of life. It's the end of a great world age. It's the end of a way of thinking and a way of living. And that means it's also the beginning of what comes next. And if we can embrace the deep truths that our own science is now revealing, we've asked science to tell us who we are. Science is doing it. And if we can embrace what we're being told, then we have a foundation to make responsible choices and birth this new world and the principles of this new world based upon cooperation and mutual aid. And I think that's that's where these deep truths come into our lives. Greg, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, wow, what a powerful message for all of you out there. And Greg Braden, his book is Deep Truth, Igniting the Memory of Our Origin, History, Destiny, and Fate. Thank you so much, Greg, for all you do and all that you are. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat, for this opportunity. So did we get to question number two on your list yet? Or is yeah, that? Yeah, I, I'm going to say, Greg, as you and I always have said, it is always a progressive conversation. And I hope you will come back so that we can continue it. 
Yeah, I would be honored, and I don't have to have a new book to do it. So Not I, at all. I, we didn't even touch the surface on this one. <laughs> no, we didn't. Thank you so much for all that you are doing to make this world a better place and to share these very powerful messages from our friends and colleagues with listeners all over the world. Behind the scenes, uh, I want to thank Chris, uh, who is doing such a good job of helping us put this, this program together as well. A lot of our audience doesn't know he's there, but he's done an amazing job. Thank you very much, Chris. Well, thank you for thanking me, and thank you. All right, everybody. Yeah, this is what I love, collaboration at its finest. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Without all of you listening, you know what? This would be a very lonely journey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there. Hey everyone, you're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be beginning a brand new show at the top of the hour with one of our amazing hosts, Transformation Talk Radio. Talk radio to change the world. Transformation, transformation, transformation talk radio. Transformation, transformation, transformation talk radio.